Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to the Story Podcast. Today, I have a super awesome guest, but before we get into that, if you guys want to head over to our brand new website, we have launched our website. It's CoreyRosenProductions.com. That is C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. You can go over there, check out all of our guests, all of our events that we have coming up, and all of our previous episodes. With that said, today I have on a... Really cool guy. His name is Jason Karst. Jason Karst is an acoustic loop song interpreter from Linglestown, Pennsylvania, who performs many unique shows per year in Pennsylvania and the Northeast. He began his love of music at an early age, listening to many genres of music rolling around in his parents' car. He picked up the guitar in his high school years to learn some of his favorite songs and pick up girls. (laughs) Jason began performing in college at house parties and local coffee shops. After graduation, music took a backseat to marriage and two beautiful children. One day in 2013, Jason decided he was going to perform, begin performing on a full-time basis in and around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He played his first paying gig on January 22nd, 2013 at the Harrisburg Elks Club. Today, almost 10 years to the day, Jason has performed nearly 800 gigs, won a CPMA award for Best Solo Cover Act of 2021, was the house musician for the Pride of the Susquehanna Riverboat for seven years, executed multiple open mic events, giving other musicians opportunities to showcase their talents, performed in multiple bands, and played at all the area hotspots. During the pandemic, Jason live-streamed from his home for nearly 45 days straight, where he helped give his social media followers something to look forward to during those dark times. Jason began his career with BRP in January of 2018. Today, over five years later, Jason books for many of the area's largest music venues, companies, private functions, and more. Jason continues to perform regularly, and you can find him in just about every nook and cranny that live entertainment is offered in the central Pennsylvania area. His repertoire has grown to knowing over 700 songs on the fly and improvising just about every one of them. He loves interacting with the crowd, and every gig is unique and a blast to be a part of. If you haven't hung out with Jason for a night, may I suggest you do so immediately. And speaking of that, where can people find you upcoming? Uh, well, I play at uh, Snitz Creek tonight, which is out in Anvil right by the Indian Town Gap. Uh, that's 7 to 10. And then uh, January 28th, I will be at York Hollywood Casino on the main stage playing for all the uh, casino goers. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So rolling it back to the beginning, you said you started uh, your appreciation for music in the back of your parents' car. When did it really hit you that, oh, this is something I want to do? I don't know when it really hit me that I wanted to play music. Uh, I've just always been a music fan since I since I could remember. I mean, like, being in the car and just all the the songs, I remember the roller coaster of emotions going going through me for every new song that came on the radio, uh, and I, I don't I couldn't really explain it back then. And then you know at some point I just thought, wow, you know it's great to listen to this music, but what would it be like to play this music? Mm. So that's kind of where my interest started, probably at 10, 11, 12 years old, and uh, yeah, that's kind of where it all started there. So you said you started playing at house parties and col in uh, in your college years at house parties and local coffee shops. What was it like as uh, did you go to college for music or? No, I went to college for communications up in Clarion University. Shout out to Clarion U. Um, yeah, I just went for a communications degree and just fell in love with music while even more while I was there. And 
And, you know, if you're, if you're a guy with a guitar in college and, you know, everybody wants you to play and, you know, so it just, every night I was playing to friends and having a good old time and it just, yeah, never so, stopped. So what was it like to play among your peers and, uh, did you ever become big at your college or? No, no, not really. I just kind of just played amongst friends and, you know, acquaintances, um, just here and there, uh, never really, you know, I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have any money. So I just right. had a guitar and that was it, you know, so I just did it on a basic level, but did it frequently and had lots of fun doing it. And you mentioned that there was a little bit of a break between uh, when you did that and then when you came back to music. Yeah. So I, you know, I graduated college and, and got married to my beautiful wife, Susie, shout out to you. And then right away we started having kids and, you know, just life gets crazy and hectic. And I actually worked in the low voltage field uh, doing security systems and camera systems. So it, completely non-music related but i always had guitars sitting in the sitting in the corner of the room and would just always always go to them every day just go and play even if just for a couple minutes and uh so after a few years uh i had built up kind of a repertoire of songs and i went to my wife and i said you know what i think i can take this on the road quote unquote and uh yeah at the time my mother was uh on the board for the harrisburg elks mm -hmm. uh down i forget which street that's off of in harrisburg but I said, hey, mom, can I come down there and just, you don't have to pay me, just can I come down there and just plug in and, and start playing? She said, yeah, absolutely. So I did. I drove, set it up, had a couple friends come down, and uh, I plugged everything in and was ready to go. I went out to the car, and I ended up getting so nervous that I ended up throwing up in the parking lot because I was so nervous to do it. And uh, I, I was going to call the whole thing off. It was, it was like a horrifying experience. But once I got in there and plugged in and set up and started playing, everybody was so grateful, and we ended up having an amazing night, and it was it was just a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So from there, where do you go? How do you start getting uh, gigs? You said, you said, was it that day that you said, okay, I'm going, I'm doing it full time? No, I think what really helped me is when I was doing the low voltage st stuff, uh, I was a salesperson. So I was used to just busting through a front door and selling myself. So I took that experience and knowledge and once every, you know, once that first gig went okay and fine and I, you know, shook off kind of the, the nerves of it. Um, I, I just started going to all the local bars and just asking, Hey, can I come in and just, you know, for a flat rate, whatever it is, you know, I just went and sold myself all over town and that's really where it started. And it, it just kept going good and they would hire me back and hire me back again and hire me back again. And just, you know, if, if they keep paying me to do my passion, try and stop me. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was at that point that you started, you're known now as a more of an acoustic looper and that kind of stuff. When did that, when did you start incorporating that into your craft? So th for those who don't know what a looper is, it's kind of a, a foot pedal that you can record into and it'll it'll loop it back and it'll it'll play it back continuously and you, you have control over that. So I bought it as a practice mechanism so I could lay down a rhythm part and then practice doing leads on top of it. Oh, that's so that's kind of where it started. And I think there was a used pedal at, at the big guitar place in, in Harrisburg there and uh, I, I just bought it for like 50 bucks and went home, plugged it in and just started playing. and just got really good at it at it. So I just started incorporating it into my show. It's, it's like having a second guitarist that you don't have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually have that with us here. Do yeah. You want to demonstrate it a little bit? I, I can do that. Sure. Um, all right, let's get into this. I guess. Get into it. Yeah. So I'll just uh, kind of go through the basics of it. I got spaghetti of wires going on here. But hi, everybody out there. Hope everybody's doing good. My wife said she's watching from her school today. So hi, everybody. So what you do, uh, you can't really see it, but we have a pedal board down here at my feet. And uh, 
All you do is just start out. So we're going to play a little song by uh, Jack Johnson. No singing today. So I'm going to I'm going to loop this. Of course I would mess that up. Alright, here we go, Corey. Here we go. So right now I'm recording that into the pedal. That's the rhythm section. Why is that not playing? Alright, we're gonna try this the third time. Third time's a charm, Corey. Alright, here we go. There we go. So now, goes, yeah. now it's looping. I don't think I'm at the right angle. That's what the problem is. So now we're going to incorporate a little bit of a percussion into it just by hitting the guitar. I don't know if that's coming through all right over there, but. So you kind of hear the I percussion hear, in yeah. there. That's really all right. cool. Now we're going to throw a bass line in. So now we got rhythm, percussion, and a bass line. So now I'm going to flip to kind of a, uh, a lead overdrive guitar sound. Uh, we're going to play lead over top of that. Do that for hours right there yeah so then you can uh you can drop it out you want to drop it out in the song and then you can bring it back in so that's the basics of it and it's pretty much that's it and it just takes lots of practice to get all your cues right and your all your effects right So yeah, you can see how it can be uh, endless hours of fun. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I do that for many, many songs, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. I'm glad that I discovered it. So anybody out there that's playing guitar or learning to play guitar, I highly suggest running out and getting a looper pedal immediately. Yeah, that sounds like that's that sounds like a, a really good method of just learning in general. And yeah, figuring out how to improvise, figuring out how to you know create bass lines, how to create a uh, a big sound all mm -hmm. by yourself. Even just the percussion side of it, just creating that percussion like end to it and, and putting points on, on the music and you know you kind of learn how to play drums in a basic format. Right. But it, yeah, and it, it helps with your with your metronome, your internal metronome keeping on time. Oh, especially with like trying to figure out how to how to you know, use your foot at the same time as yeah. you're doing everything else. Oh yeah, if you ever well. come out to a show, it, it, I'm I'm dancing more than I'm playing a guitar. I, I, so my foot's constantly tapping on pedals and different things, and it's uh, it's quite exhausting. I sleep till noon after every show the oh, next I'm day. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my kids don't let me do that. I'm sure your your right foot has really got really good mobility. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. My left foot has a calf muscle that's like this big. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you incorporate? 
incorporate that into every show of yours or yeah uh just about every song not every song but most songs have some kind of looping going on and it's all done on the fly nothing's pre-recorded uh it's just kind of what i'm feeling just like this this was i was really on the fly yeah it's just start and go and hope and pray for the best and well that's the way to live (laughs) yeah as a musician for sure absolutely so yeah i mean as a musician it's great it just keeps me on my toes keeps everything fresh and you know motivating and i I wake up in the middle of night and come up with ideas in the middle of the night in the middle of sleeping that you know and then the next morning I'm working it out on a looper, so that's really cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. For those of you who have any questions about looping, be sure to leave them in the comments, and we'll get around to them. And if you have any questions in general for Jason, we'll be getting around to them. I know uh, you said your wife is showing it to her class. If any of the students have questions, yeah, absolutely, we'll be able to to ask them live on air. Fire away, yeah, fire them away, and you'll be able to experience that live. Tonight? Tonight at Snitz Creek Brewery, uh, right beside Indian Town Gap from 7 to 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. And the 20th. In the basement. In the basement. In the basement. That's yeah. Awesome. So, what is it like to have, to, you said you have over 700 songs on repeat, or uh, you can pull them out at any time. What is it like to choose those songs? What is it like to create a, a set list for the night? Of all those songs, how do you judge that? How do you base that? How do you figure that out? So very rarely do I make a set list. Uh, what I have, I kind of have this core group of of warm up songs that are maybe a little easier to play, uh, maybe require a little bit of looping, but it's not too much mental capacity to play these handful of warm up songs. So I usually start every show with these two or three quote unquote warm up songs, and then I just read the room. I read the energy of the room or, you know, if, if, if there's a certain age group that I'm playing to or a certain genre of people, uh, a certain demographic, then I just kind of shoot off from there. If my mom's there, my mom's probably watching. She's always screaming out her favorite requests. So she doesn't let me get by without playing those. Love you, mom. But uh, yeah, I do a lot of requests just knowing that that amount of songs. Uh, I usually have a song sheet, which I should have brought it for you today, but I forgot. Uh, but I have a song list with all those songs on it that I pass around the, the place that I'm playing and people can just fire them off at will and we have a good old time. That's awesome. How many, <laughs> how many times have you been told to do Freebird? Uh, every show, every single time, every third song f- for all of eternity. <laughs> and then you go and play. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Right, right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. What I love is like somebody will demand to play Freebird and then I, I won't play it just to mess with them. And then the second they leave to go home, then I'll play it. Exactly. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what everyone who ever does, whoever shouts that song out deserves. Right. On my little song list that I have next to Freebird, it says $500. I've never gotten $500 to play Freebird. But, right, of course. But it's always there. So you also started working with this company, BRP. You want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so BRP Entertainment. Shout out to BRP Entertainment staff. I love you guys. Uh, we are an entertainment company based out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have been, We just celebrated our 60th year uh, in business. So we've been around a long time. Um, we have tentacles everywhere. We do... Uh, all the all the local casinos. I personally book all the bands for all the local casinos in the area: Morgantown, York, and uh, Grantville, Hollywood casinos. Uh, but we have we probably do two dozen casinos across the Northeast, one in Alabama. Uh, we have clients kind of everywhere in Vegas, uh, and we do a lot of corporate booking as well. So any corporate events, you know, trade shows, uh, you know, company picnics that they want a DJ or a, a face painter or a bounce house or you know, a live band, you name it. We do all that booking and we have many, many great clients that we work with. So how'd you get into that? So as a musician and, and gigging all the time, uh, BRP would hire me for the first specific event. So I got to know them through that over a couple of years of them, them booking me. And I was, I was at a point in my career with the integration, the low voltage stuff that I was just looking for something new and different. 
So just by the grace of God, I reached out to BRP and just said, hey, you know, I know you guys very well. We have a great working relationship. I have, I have a history of sales. I've been doing music now for a few years. Are you guys hiring at all? So I went and met with Lisa, the owner, a uh, great lady. Love her to death. Love you, Lisa. And uh, yeah, I sat with her and we met and we, we figured out a role for me in the company. And that was five years ago. I just celebrated my fifth year. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is it like to book bands? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's awesome knowing all my fellow peers and, and talking with these people that we have so much in common with as musicians. Uh, but it can be crazy, crazy sometimes just, just, you know, there's hundreds of bands that we book at, at dozens of different venues. So it can just be a wild experience trying to keep it all organized and together. Uh, but it, it, it's great. I mean, I, I, I couldn't hand select a better, uh, a better opportunity for me to, to do. I just love it. So what is one of the craziest bands you've been able to book? Oh man, that's a hard one. Uh, what do you mean by crazy? I don't want. Uh, I don't want to name drop anybody. What's one of the most like wildest uh, experiences you've had? The oh, like what? Well, like you went. You know, I get to book that band. Okay, that's awesome. All right, I got a little story for you. So on that piece of paper I gave you with all the celebrities I've yeah. met doing doing what we do. So we book national acts as well. I mean, not just local acts, but national acts and tribute acts and a lot of different other things. And uh, I'm a huge Doors fan. The Doors, the '60s band, The Doors. That was one of my first favorite bands. And I, I mean, I went down some deep, deep holes with that with that band and their catalog and a lot of live shows and bootlegs and you know when i was an early teenager so one day at the office i saw that we were booking robbie krieger who's the guitarist for the doors we were booking him at the meadows casino out in pittsburgh and i sent a message to the whole company i said nobody touch this i'm going to this show i'm going to go work this show so i don't know how it how i got to do this but i ended up going out there and spending the whole afternoon with my rock idol from my favorite band uh, we ended up playing guitar together. I drove him around the, the facility. Um, we ended up, I, I had, I bought his book that I read. I had uh, the Doors uh, LA Woman 50th Anniversary vinyl that came out. It was like a triple disc thing. I had it still in the cellophane. I handed it to him and he peeled back the cellophane and signed it and then put the cellophane back on and uh, he ended up signing my guitar. And it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. I wrote him a big letter and he read it right there on the spot. I didn't think he would ever read it. He, he stepped aside and took 15 minutes to go read my letter to him. Wow. It, it was just, it was the most amazing day of my life. Yeah. That's it, incredible. It was incredible. It's incredible how you can meet these high level musicians and they're still just people. Yeah. He, he's, he was amazing. I couldn't even believe how amazing he was. I mean, I, I, I'm a grown man and I cried like three times. It, it was that amazing. <laughs> it was that amazing. So. And you've also been able to, able to work with uh, a lot of other artists, such as uh, one uh, Third Eye Blind. I'm a really big fan of, yeah. or, or uh, Fog Hat, which was one of my you know Guitar Hero days. Yep, learning a uh, slow ride. Great on guys, guitar. great guys. That's yep. it. So what is what is what do you want the future for uh, that job to be? What do you, what are some of the acts that you really wish you could book? Uh, I don't think there's any, any specific ones. Um, just, I, I, I just love the acts that love to play and love to entertain people. I mean, anything that falls under that category, I'm, I'm all in. So oh, our door's closing back there. There's a ghost. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's really no specific acts, uh, other than, you know, you know, your, your usual rock gods, you know, that, right, of course. you know, and uh, but yeah. I'm surprised you got to meet Chicago. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, I took my daughter to that one. We sat front row center and we sat right in front of the horn section. And my daughter was probably six or seven at the time. And it's, you know, quote unquote elevator music, but it's not. But to us younger generation, right. we, we can consider it elevator music. 
And my daughter had the time of her life, the time of her life. And uh, the drummer ended up coming coming out and giving her drumsticks. The bassist gave her a pick. The guitarist gave her a pick. That's so cool. it was it was an amazing day. Yeah, that's one of that's got to be one of my uh, top bands to see live, and I, I missed it. They came oh they came recently earlier in the year. Yeah, the Hershey yeah. Theater, I think was. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, and I was like, wow, yeah, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it was great. We we booked them at Spyglass Winery up in Sunbury. Nice. Yeah, a couple years ago. So, do you have any? You have over seven hundred covers memorized. Do you have any interest in doing original music at all? Yeah, uh, I have a raging case of ADD. So my problem is I can't focus on anything long enough to flush it out um, completely. So I have a couple friends that I'm, I'm going to hopefully start doing some writers writing stuff with, and they can help me focus and, uh, you know, keep me, basically I come up with a riff. I'm like, Oh man, it's really great. Maybe I'll start humming a melody. And then two minutes later, I find myself playing, you know, sweet child of mine riff because right. you know what I mean? There, right. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's there. Exactly. So yeah, it's uh, it's just it's ADD is what it is. You know, I, I relate <laughs> to that very heavily. I have ADHD yeah. severely bad, and it's mm. like you're playing something, and then it's like, oh, that sounds exactly like uh, Journey, right? And then you start playing, you start don't playing stop believing for like the next hour and a half because it's, it's like, there, because because it, it's right there, and it's like, oh wow, yep. And then you're like, wait, what was I doing? Right. And then you you, you forget. And the it's record. too late. And, it's yep, too late. It's too yep. late. It's gone, and it's sad. And then it's time to hang it up and go somewhere or something, you know? Exactly right. Yeah. But yeah, I do have intentions of, of writing my own music, and I have a million, billion, trillion ideas. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the right team, I guess, to Absolutely. put it together. So. Yeah, definitely it's surrounding yourself with the right people, the right motivators, the right uh, sure. instrumentalists, for sure, as absolutely. well. Yep. To nail There's a lot of great musicians in the area, too. Oh, absolutely. So. Yep. Speaking of great musicians and uh, celebrating that, the Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame Awards are coming up. Yeah, and you have happened to have one of those. I do. Yeah, I won uh, a couple years ago for what is it, best solo cover act. Um, I, I was shocked that I won, and it's a great thing that Brandon Valentine put together. At the, so if you guys haven't checked that out, Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame, uh, it's a really great thing. Really great networking for for musicians and acts in the area. And uh, I think they're going to release their nominations this Sunday. This Sunday yes. at eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Yep. So yeah. be sure to tune in, tune in, and check that out. Absolutely, that was one of my uh, one of my fun favorite uh, episodes I did, I did with him. Yeah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they, please be sure to check out the Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame. They do incredible stuff. They Absolutely. just recently inducted Brett Michaels into mm. the Central Pennsylvania. Music I saw Hall that. Yeah, I Brett, met Brett Michaels. Great guy. Yeah, and they have other great acts and other great stuff going on throughout the year. They have uh, their open mics and their original music showcases that they do. Please be sure to check out Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame. Uh, they do incredible work. Absolutely. So what was it like to, I mean, you surely didn't apply for that. Uh, Did it come out of nowhere, getting that award? or No, so so they release, they, they do nominations where you right. can submit your your you know favorite artist of the area. So I just networked on my Facebook page and through my friends and family and just said, hey, everybody, here's a link. Please go vote for me. Ended up winning the nomination against a couple other great great musicians. I think there was five or six of us in that category. And then, uh, you know, once once you get the nomination, then you go out to try to get the, the votes to win it. So I had right. to go back to all the same people that I just pestered for weeks to get another vote. And uh, sure, lo and behold, I ended up winning it and got up on stage and uh, at the Whitaker Center, and it was it was a great time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So. You and you were also part of the the part of the Susquehanna Riverboat. What was it like to perform on a riverboat? Uh, it it's great. I mean, it, you know, you get. I, I was doing two or three shows a week there all summer long for six or seven years, and uh, it, you, the people that you meet are just wonderful. 
I got to know all the staff uh, very well. And, you know, you just go out in the middle of the river and play music, how, you know, on a boat. How, what more do you want? How, what more do you want? Yeah, and you get paid to do it. So, yeah. That, that's incredible. What What is one of the – because surely a lot, a lot of stuff can go wrong on a riverboat, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, the sound system would drop out or, you know, the it, we'd lose electricity or, or a rainstorm comes out of nowhere. So, yeah, you just fight through adversity and – you get it done. I ended up having a $2,000 Taylor guitar that I would take down there. And I was like, well, I can't do this. So I ended up going and buying like a $200 cheap guitar. Well, I love that cheap guitar so much. I ended up selling the Taylor about a year later and just using this $200 guitar that I have with me in the, in the truck as my backup. Really? Yeah. It probably has 400 gigs on it that's for so, 200 bucks. That's so Yamaha. Wild. Yamaha makes great guitars, everybody. Isn't it crazy that Yamaha makes motorcycles, pianos, and yeah. And, drums. Yeah, and like, motors and yeah like, drums what, guitars what a, what a wild business plan that yeah, is yeah that must be some fun meetings for sure <laughs> so um the pandemic hits you have all this uh momentum going into 2019 uh 2020 and then you get slammed with the pandemic what do you do yeah so uh that was very weird times as it was for everybody and i was actually on vacation at a beach house in virginia beach when all that hit and i didn't know what we didn't know what was happening minute to minute and uh it was very scary times and there's a there's a, a guy that i follow out of north carolina charlotte uh um oh my god his name's oh what's his name oh my gosh josh daniels sorry sorry uh josh daniels yeah out of charlotte that and he does a lot of the similar stuff that I do, he's a solo acoustic guy that does a lot of looping. And uh, I was sitting at that beach house during the, when this first started the pandemic. And he said, I'm just going to go live every day. There's nothing else to do. And I'm like, wow, what a, what a great idea that is. And I mean, it's how he built his following was through the pandemic. And he ended up going live for a year straight every day for a every year day. straight. Oh, Actually, God. I think it was over a year. And I mean, it was wild. So if you have a chance, go check him out. Josh Daniels. He's, he's a great, great guy. Great musician. And uh, so I, I just kind of thought to myself, you know what, if if or when I make it back to town from this vacation with all this going on, I'm just going to go live. There's nothing else to do. So I just set up a little studio in my basement and just every night at the same time, just just turned it on and started playing requests. And all my friends would join on the feed and, you know, bust my chops and we would have a great time and we would toast each other. And, you know, we did that for for probably 45 out of 50 days during all of that yeah that that sounds like a, a lot i wish i had I had this idea for that podcast back yeah then, the musicians had nothing better to do well the, the listeners had nothing better to do yeah so right they, that's they, also true, what yeah. else are they going to do so might as well tune in and hang out in your couch and you can't go anywhere or do anything so so might as well get some live entertainment yeah so that that really propelled me t uh to have a, a bigger following i went from five or six hundred followers to three thousand in just in that time so what was it like to gain uh such followership so fast it was great i mean people were people were just so great uh it's a lot of friends and family and you know obviously local people and i see them out out and about at the grocery store and this and that and they just so you know for a while there they were telling me how great it was that they had something to look forward to every day during that quarantine and it's just it's it's been a heck of a ride it's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun together absolutely it's you don't you don't do the live streams anymore as much yeah so i live stream all of my shows so my okay. show tonight will be live streamed yep i i, I want to get back to live streaming from my house and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a plan to make that as easy as possible maybe just every you know once a week just do a little live stream just from my house but every show that i do i live stream it that's awesome yeah so on my facebook page there's hundreds of of videos on there so you'll be able to check out your live stream tonight correct yep at seven o'clock snitz creek snitz creek be there be square yeah that's right <laughs> So, 
out of all of these gigs, out of all of these experiences, what has been one of the funniest or maybe worst things that ever happened to you on a gig? Uh, worst thing, there's nothing worse than breaking a string on a guitar. That happened to me at Hollywood Casino with my band one time, and it was like, it was horrifying. And, uh, you know, you're in front of a couple hundred people, and you're grooving and moving. Next thing you look down, and you're missing a string. You know, it's, it's horrifying. And I was the front man to it, too. So it's like, I can't just, like, duck back and fix it real quick. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was pretty wild. Um, I'll tell you one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. It didn't really have anything to do with me, but on the riverboat, uh, I was about to play a show, and everybody's loading onto the boat. And I look over at the crowd, and everybody's in these bright, fluorescent, like, flamboyant outfits, like, like eye-piercingly bright, right. fluorescent green, yellows, you name it. And I'm like, what is, what is going on here? And there was like 50 of them. Like, what is happening here? And they, they all loaded onto the boat, and somebody came up to me, and they said, hey, you see that gentleman over there that's dressed normally? They said he, he's colorblind, and tonight we're going to present him with those color glasses. Oh, that's and, and so all of his cool. friends And all of his friends were in all those crazy colors. And it, I mean, it was amazing. I was hugging complete strangers. It was an amazing moment. Really didn't have anything to do with me, but that's probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in the middle of a show. That's so, that's, that's yeah. wild. It was really, really neat. I, yeah. would, I would be like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I had no idea what was happening. That's so, didn't know what I was in for. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder what, what the feelings he must have felt. Because he's like, he, if you're colorblind, you're probably just like, those are some weird, weird. And then you yeah. put on the glasses and it's like. He couldn't even put them on. He was so emotional. And, and once he saw everybody in the colors and it was, it was a great, great moment. Oh, it really was. What a moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So. What are some of the advices that you, as a salesperson, a previous salesperson, what yeah. are some of the advices that you would give to musicians that are trying to uh, start up today? Uh, sell yourself. Don't be afraid to talk to people. People are just as afraid to talk to you as you are of them. So if you can, if you can rise above that, even one click, you already have the advantage. So sell yourself. Walk into that bar, restaurant, music venue, whatever it is, and sell yourself. Just go for it. The worst they can say is no. That's exactly. it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, we were talking about it earlier about uh, me booking Sparky Puppy. Our, yeah, uh, members which is amazing, the... by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Be sure to check that out. Members of Sparky Puppy are coming on uh, this January. And they have, a, they have a show at TELUS as well later that night, January 15th, uh, 7 o'clock, I believe. And the tickets are only 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Why not go see some of the top, most top-level musicians of the entire world Yeah, uh, for 20 bucks? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not do that? I would be there if I could. Right, I <laughs> I am gonna be there because I can. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so be, and the the reason why I brought that up is because uh, I just decided, you know what? I saw that they were coming, and I looked at the tour schedule, and I said, oh, they have they're gonna be here for like a two days or something. Mm-hmm. Or they have a two day in between, and I was like, you know what? They probably have an hour to kill, mm-hmm. and just message. It's it's so easy to get wrapped in our brains of oh they about about this will do that yep. and. What if they? What if they judge me or whatever? Like, who like cares? You, who cares? Who <laughs> cares? The the rewards severely outweigh Absolutely. any negative thing that could ever happen. Yep. Granted, uh, there are a few negative things can happen, but who cares? Like you said, who cares? Who cares? You, you only you, you rise above them. You rise above them. You only live this life once, and you only get that chance. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm probably never gonna see these people ever again. Unless you know, I make it big, which would be cool. But you're working on it, Corey. You're doing a great it. thing. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. So, take those chances. Go to that bar and say, "Hey, 
I noticed you're not you you don't got anything going on this night or that night. Uh, can I just come in and play my guitar sure. for three hours? Or, Absolutely, or an hour even. Yeah. It, it get, I mean, there is a gripe about uh, being paid in exposure. Right, right, right. Well, you have to you have to build up your worth, I guess. You do. Yeah, you, you know. You have the to more people you can bring in, and the more you know entertainment value that you provide, the more money you can ask for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that goes just because the show, knowing your worth, creating your network, creating that group of friends that's going to come out Absolutely. to all of your shows, creating mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that unit, that community, because paying for exposure, you know, if you only bring in five people, you're probably not going to get paid that much. You're probably right. not going to get another It's gig. happened to me. I mean, yeah. it happens to everybody. It happened to the Beatles. It, exactly. You know? Yeah. It yep. happens to everybody. Yep. Make sure you establish your network of people that you know that will come out to your shows or plan it. You know, plan it around that as yep. well. And it's you got to put the work in. You got to get out and do it. You have to go out and, and punch life right in the face and just go do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. If you keep just pushing it off and not doing it, ah, I'll, maybe I'll book myself next month. Nope, it's never going to happen. You just got to get out there and keep shoving yourself right down everybody's throat is what you got to do. That's ex- and then that's exactly what I did. People uh, want to know how I got started. It's, it's because I just kicked myself in the butt and said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going right. to start. And all, all I started with was with my friends and, you know, people that I knew. And now I've got people reaching out to me. I'm, I'm reaching out to these acts that I never would have thought. You know, I did actually reach out to Chicago when they came over. Okay. Just that, and well, I just, might be able to help you, Corey, with some connections. That we'll would talk be, after the show. That would be really great. <laughs> but, you know, like even just that, I was like, you know what? Why not? Why yeah. not do it? Who cares about the, you know, oh, they're, they're higher than me. Yeah. Because – you you can't go higher if you don't reach. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And and these bands, what what I found is these bands love to work. These exactly. people, love, they're on the road, they're doing it anyway. Might as well go pop into a studio and talk about what they're doing for a little while. And especially you know? the the older guys and the younger guys, they they want nothing more but to yeah. talk about the wild stories that they have. Absolutely. And especially on on a smaller platform because they they were they used to be in our shoes. Sure. They used to be that small start band somewhere, yep. that nobody knew about until you know they they got to talk to somebody or they met this one person and then they they skyrocketed. They right. know they know their struggle and they're not pulling up the ladder behind them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One one thing that I've learned dealing with some of these bigger acts is they're just so grateful to have fans. I mean, these big bands that have sold millions of records or whatever, whatever, they're just so grateful that people are still coming to their shows and still and they get all into it. They still get all into it. You know, they just right. love what they do and they it, that'll never end and they just do it because they love doing it. So for you then, what is what do you find your next steps to be? You you talked about recording uh, your original music. Is there anything more to that? Yeah, I would love to start recording. Uh, just because of my lifestyle being so busy with with children and right. jobs and this and that, I would love to get into having a full band. You know, there's a, a handful of guys that I play with on and off here and there, just kind of when we all can get together. But I would love to, to form a band and and really kind of hit it hard with with a full band. It's been a few years since I've done that, just because my schedule hasn't allowed it. But uh, you know, as the kids get older and things start settling down a little bit, I you know I would love to to do that. Um, I would love to, to go and just be like a recording guitarist, maybe, and, you know, just helping, helping bands while recording, just doing backing tracks for them or whatever, whatever it is. So I want to get into more studio work because I haven't done a whole lot of studio work. All right. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you should, uh, head over to Rock Linnets. I bit. should. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. What's it, what's it like to balance, you, you mentioned, uh, balancing life and, uh, career and music. How, how do you juggle that? Uh, it's really hard. It's really hard. Um, my, 
I, I basically lay out my whole year schedule and just start penciling things in. And that's, you know, I, I book things eight months out and then that, that time rolls around and you got four things going on that day, but you already booked it and committed to it. So you got to shuffle and move kids and find drivers and babysitters. And, you know, it just becomes crazy, but you know, it's, it's a job at the end of the day, it's a, it's a job. It earns money, you know, so you got to just figure out how to do it. And, I'm sure your kids love love what you do as well. Uh, no, I'm still no, dad. Really? I'm still dad. They they'll come out to my shows and just sit on their phones all the time. You know what I mean? Oh they because they, they're just so used to it. They're you know I'm just I'm just annoying dad to them. You know what I mean? So, That's but funny. they you know they they do drop hints. My you know they dad that was a really cool song that you played that that one time or you know or they'll they'll shout out a request and I'll play it for them. They appreciate it. So it's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Have they any interest to do in music or? Uh, not yet. They're they're both athletes. So they're hardcore. They're hardcore athletes. My daughter does volleyball and my son does baseball and wrestling right now. So they're 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 more into the sports side of things. But they both. My son. I'll tell you one of the greatest moments of my life. Also was uh, maybe two three years ago. My son was in elementary school at the time, and he bust through the front door, threw his book bag down, and, and said, "Dad, have you ever heard of the band The Beatles?" <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I think so, son. Yeah, I've heard of the Beatles. He goes, have you ever heard the song Yesterday? And I'm like, yes, yeah, I've heard. He goes, oh, my God, it is like the greatest song in the world. Our teacher played it for us today. It is so amazing. Can you come listen to it? And he played Yesterday nonstop for like 10 days straight because he loved it. Now he's a huge Beatles fan. He's 11 years old. And he knows every word to every Beatles song. And it's just, it, it's amazing to see That's that. Because so that was me. I was, I, I was the same way, a kid and discovering the Beatles and so it, you know, I'm watching myself unfold through through my children, which is fantastic. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll put on like Beatles, like less popular songs. He'll know every word. That's He'll, crazy. Yeah, it, it's wild. Did you guys get to see uh, Paul McCartney and down in Maryland? No, we didn't. No. Yeah, like I said, our schedules are so insane. Right, it's, of course. Yeah, it's really hard for us to peel out for things like that. But someday, 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 someday. one day. So, what is? One advice that you would give, or that what is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, I, the best piece of advice that I've ever been given, I don't know that I've ever been given this advice, but the best piece of advice out there is follow your passion and the money will come. Follow your passion and the money will come. Same thing as you're doing. You love doing what you're doing and it's snowballing, right? Right. And, and hopefully eventually you learn how to make a full living out of it, or maybe you are now, I don't know, but it, follow your passion and the money will come. And to specifically to uh, guitarists or, or people that are learning an instrument, I'm a product of 20 minutes a day for 20 years. So you don't have to learn everything in one day. If you, wow. if you want to learn a guitar or get better at guitar, one thing I do is I always have a guitar sitting in the living room, right? Everybody always has a, you know, their instrument packed away down in the basement in a back room. You're never going to play it if it's not out accessible. Of out of mind. Right. right. So I, you know, my wife may or may not like it, but I have always have a guitar sitting next to the couch in the living room and I, and I pick it up six, seven, eight times a day just for a minute or two or, or whatever. So you got to get your instrument in your hands and you got to play it. You don't have to learn it one day, but if, if you want to set a goal, do 20 minutes a day for a year and you will be amazed at the progress that you make. I think it's a, a Bruce Lee quote that says, I don't fear the man that has practiced every move once. I fear the man that's practiced the same move a million times. Absolutely. Right. Yep. One million percent. So absolutely. And you're right. You can't learn everything in one day because if you do, you're going to forget it yep. as well the yep. next day. You got to keep it's going. It's repetition, repetition. Yep. Being a musician is an investment and building a following as well. doesn't yep. take uh, it. 
you know, some of these people that these major acts, they were nobodies for the longest time mm-hmm. until someone reached out in Olive Branch or what whatever, and they slowly, slowly build. O- You're going to play shows that no one's going to go to. Yeah. That's going to happen. Absolutely. We've all done it. We've yeah. all done it. And you got to play your heart out at those shows as well as the shows with yeah. a thousand people. I played one show uh, at a country club, and they put me on the back deck, and not a single person came out back. So I played for three hours straight to exactly zero people. Yeah. But you know what? I had a great time. Yeah, right. You had a great <laughs> practice section at, that, at yeah, that point. Absolutely. So it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. And it's going to happen, and you got to push through it, and you can't let that one event absolutely. drag you down. Follow your passion. Yep. Follow your passion. It's going to be a roller coaster, yep. but it's a roller coaster worth riding. Yep. And, and give yourself opportunities. If you, if you go into a crowded room and talk to nobody, that's, you're it's doing not, it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Go talk to everybody. Right. Yep. And Make sure everybody knows your name. Make sure you go out, out, you know, even if you go up to open mics afterwards, make sure you go out, introduce yourself to Absolutely. people, introduce yourself to the other other bands that were going up. Mm-hmm. It, if you Even if you go to a show of another person, make sure you go up and introduce yourself to that person after yep. the show, you know. As Absolutely. Long as Me being know. a booking a booking right. agent, you know, if I see an act I'm, and that I like, I'm going to go talk to them. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then you get to establish relationships with other artists, other venues, other, you know, and you get... You get to know, oh, there's a venue over here that does this, and then, oh, there's yep. a venue over there that does that. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, and especially in central Pennsylvania where there are a million music scenes mm-hmm. going on at any one location yep. at all times. There is, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea the extent of mus- musicians and just music and just culture there is around it's here. It's crazy. It's yeah. insane. There are... You know, a hundred open, different open, open mics throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you know where to find them. Yep. And uh, sh- I'm going to shout out Liam Galliano, one of my first guests. He he is he's compiled a list of all the open mics in wow. uh, Central Pennsylvania. Where can we find that? Can you put a link? Uh, yeah, I'll put a link to okay. to that. So I might actually just share it on my page, uh, because it's a really great resource. He, he has over what twenty or thirty open mics that uh, go out at just what he knows of. Yeah. And whoever comments them on, and he keeps that updated oh, regularly. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's That's a, a great tool. Yeah and, yeah, and it also includes trivia nights if you're into that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, if there's beer, chances are I'm there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to him, and make sure you look into all of these different overbikes. You go out to them, even if it's one night. I'm going to I'm gonna go up to Reading and go yep. to uh, the Nitro Bar open mic. They have it every Wednesday. Sure. And, you know, just go up there one night, go say hi to the host, and I... Uh, I don't know the host of that. Uh, that's, that's probably something I should check out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, network with the musicians there. I know some musicians up in Reading. If you know some some musicians in a place, ask them, hey, what are the open mics and when can we get together and go go out there and perform together? Sure. And, you know, just make a fun night out of it. You can't, you can't go wrong. Give yourself opportunities. Give yourself opportunities. More opportunities will come. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Just keep working it. Keep massaging the opportunities. That's all it is. So... Speaking of all, all of the great things you've done for yourself and all of uh, the great opportunities you've created for yourself, what are some of the biggest mistakes maybe that you have made and how can we curb that for uh, the future musicians? Oh, uh, let's see. Biggest mistakes. Uh, as a musician, uh, probably not practicing enough. You know, that seems to be a problem with, with everybody. With everybody, yeah. Yeah, so not practicing enough. I just I just wonder where I would be if I, if you know, 20 years ago I set myself up with a regimen to practice, you know, where would I be in my playing now? So I, you know, I, I don't know that that's a mistake, but maybe just a, a, a question mark yeah. that I have. Yeah. 
What about as a, as a salesperson? What are some of the biggest no nos? Uh, yeah, as a salesperson in the in the music world, yeah, the biggest no nos is uh, vetting your cus your your customers or your clients a little more, um, uh, understanding who they are, uh, uh, and being able to, to provide them the best of what you have to offer. If that makes any sense. Wait, so you uh, what, what what you're saying is you want to make sure that you know what your customer wants. Correct. And yes. make sure that get you, to know them very yes. well. Yes. And make sure because you can go to a, a venue and play all the music that you used to play, and they're gonna be like, "That was awful." Yeah. We're never booking you here again. Yep. We're more of a uh, you know a, a pop rock pop rock yep. a pop rock yep. uh, venue as opposed to a jazz venue. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll play at a venue and I'll take a look around, and be like, "Oh wow, this everybody in here is a lot older than I am." You know, so I, you know, and, and they'll come up and say, hey, do you know, you know, whoever, Elvis or some, you know, right. oldies or something. And I, and I know a handful of them enough to get by, but I'm like, oh, man. So it's like, maybe I should, maybe this place isn't for me. Right. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen sometimes. And, and yeah. you just got to roll the punches at that point. Absolutely. Um, and it's all, and it's always good to know if you, uh, that's another question. How do you, how do you expand yourself across genres? Uh, so I, I'm a lover of all music. Of all music, I love jazz, rock, blues, pop, funk, you name it. So just the passions there. So so depending on the day is is the flavor that I'm feeling. So if you know I'm listening to a lot of funk, maybe I'll go out and learn a handful of funk songs. Right. And then once you learn them, you just kind of know them for life, basically for the most part. So so in my in my repertoire of songs, I mean, I, I might play Johnny Cash, then Justin Bieber, then then Red Hot Chili Peppers, literally all back to back to back. So it is literally all over the place. It's the ADD, man. It's the right. ADD. It's all over the place. So, but it keeps it fresh and fun for me. It keeps it fresh and fun for the audience, and and uh, yeah. And especially uh, since most most songs are only four chords, you can yeah, easily figure for it out part. for the yeah. most part. Yep, yep. It's least... those dang bridges that are hard to learn sometimes. It... <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think out of all all the songs you've played? Is one uh, top top ten, top five? Top five songs, Song. individual songs. So I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. Uh, oh, yeah. That's kind of who I cut my teeth on uh, back in college because it's right when he became big and I knew his guitar playing was really hard and unique. And I just thought to myself, hey, if I can learn his stuff, I can learn anybody's stuff. So I, I play a lot of Dave Matthews songs, uh, probably 30, 30 plus. Um, so I, it, an individual song changes on the day. Uh, and then I'm also a big Grateful Dead fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the jam band right. hippie scene. I'm not a hippie. You know, it, but I just love that music. I love that improvisational music. I'm, you know, I'm a big jazz fan, which where, where it's nothing but improvisation. So I love not knowing what's next. No, that, that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, you've mentioned Dave Matthews, and there's a, a a dead punk rock band. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. The River, they're local here, and uh, they did a whole single just uh, dedicated almost to the Dave Matthews band. Okay. Was, was it making fun of him, or was it like in support of him? Because it's, it's an acquired taste. It, 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 is, really an, it, is. Is, it yeah. is an acquired taste. It's either you like them or you don't. Yeah. Um, I no. It was. It was a. I think it was a love letter for them. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Um, I have to check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you shout, can put that in the link too. Yeah. Shout out for the river. Incredible. I had their bass player on, and actually they'll be featured on the Road Bison. A guy that was in in the comments. He does uh, live shows and uh, interviews afterwards. As okay. Well. Um, and they'll be going on January twenty first. I do believe. So that'll be. Uh, a nice check out. Be, please be sure to check out the Road Bison as well. They do incredible work over there. Um, so, what is one of the most memorable lessons 
that you've learned over the years? Uh, I think you and I said it right before we went live here is, is as cheesy as it is, you miss a hundred percent of the chances that you don't take as cheesy as that is. It is so true. So true. It is so true. So, so take every opportunity. Don't give a crap what people think about you even in the moment or afterwards or beforehand, just flush it all away and be you be the, be the best you that you can be and just pound every opportunity. Every one of them. Absolutely. Cause this has been a recurring thing over this entire podcast, uh, this episode and just all of our backlog mm -hmm. is you have to take your life into your own hands. Absolutely. And say, this is what I'm going to do with it. And you get, sometimes you got to throw stuff at the wall and see yep. what sticks. The world is your oyster, it, as they say. It is. Yep. And people don't realize this enough that you really can take control of your life. You don't have to be this passive sta bystander yep. in everything that's going on. Yep. You can take a hold of your life and sit down, write out your network, right? Because your network is also your net worth. That's Absolutely. Another, that's another yeah. quote that, yep. that is underrated as well um, or seems cheesy as well. Because it absolutely is true. Say you know you know the owner of this venue. Oh, that that's an it. Like your mother, for example. Yep. Your mother was the was on the board of that Harrisburg. Absolutely. Place, and you you can slide in that. Mm -hmm. And it, and all you, I did was ask. All you did was ask. Yep. Well, it, it is human nature to ask questions. Don't shy yourself away from that. Sure. Absolutely. It's and, so easy. It's, it's it's so easy. It's so easy. It's it's scary in the moment, but who it, cares it, if anybody thinks you're weird or who cares? And to add on to that, you should be weird. Absolutely. You have to be yourself. You're weird because you're being yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's going to draw more people into your show mm -hmm. as opposed to anything else. I'm sure when you do your covers, you don't do it the exact same way as – and why would you? Yeah, I don't know how to play the same song the same way twice. I don't even know how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, that, and that's what draws – Really good live music. You, yep. can, you can uh, that's resellability. You can go out. You can know that when you're going to a, a Jason Kirst concert, that oh, it might be a similar song, but it, it's going to be completely different. Yep. We never know. We're never going to know where he takes it. And I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't know either. Exactly. And that's the <laughs> and that's the great part of it. Yeah. It's a a new experience for both the audience and you. Yep. Yep. Oh, it it makes it so fun and just so interesting and, and just constantly taking chances musically is just, it's amazing. It's it's a thrill that I couldn't even imagine not having in my life. And how are you going to grow if you don't take take those chances? Absolutely. And, and got to stick your neck out. Got to stick your neck out. Yep. And it might and it's going to be scary. And that's okay. Yep. You're right. That's okay. You're, I'm, I'm assuming everybody has a great supporting system with friends and family and they're going to be there for you that's every right. time. Yep. And. And I don't know about you if you're if you're religious or not. A little bit. A little bit. Then you can always <laughs> go back to God or or, right. or your higher power. Or your or beliefs, yeah. Or your beliefs or your foundations. There's yeah. always there's always something to go back to. And if not, your parents, I'm sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. They're your parents. They have to. They have to take you back. <laughs> right. If they're worth their salt. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> That's so, true. It is true, yes. So what is uh we'll get into some last questions if anybody yeah. has Anything they want to ask for Jason, um, please be sure. To, what what pedal board is that that you're using? Uh, so I got a couple of things going on. I wish we had a camera that could show it, but uh, my main pedal is uh, a Line Six HX Effects, which uh, it has about two thousand pedals built into it. So it's all PC based, and you can get just about every sound possible out of it. Uh, maybe we'll take a picture of it and throw it up, throw sure. it up later. But so that's where I get the the. The rhythm sound, the bass sounds, 
uh, I, I didn't show, I have a wah sound that I get in there, a little funk wah. Um, I have a little bit of an overdrive that I put on it just for kind of some lead things. So built inside that pedal, you can, you can get all of those things out of that. So it's, it's an endless palette of whatever you want to do. I can make my guitar sound like a piano or a really? trumpet, a horn. Uh, what, like a yeah. sense too. That's yeah. Awesome. You can even play drums. If you hit a certain, if you hit an F, it'll give you like a kick drum. It's, it's That's crazy. crazy. I don't get that crazy into it. Maybe I will just mess around with it, it, it that would bit, be a but, good party trick yeah be a but really it, good party it, trick. it's an amazing pedal it's very expensive but you know you save up enough money over time and you know get yourself the good stuff people and i was gonna say uh if you're a musician you you can and you make money off of it yeah you can write that off on your absolutely taxes. yeah yeah it's so, a job it's a job yeah it's i'm, exactly a, I'm right. a sole proprietor so yeah yeah so yeah. and <laughs> that's another uh, advice for for musicians Learn your finances. Learn your taxes, learn people. Learn your taxes, people. Spreadsheets are your friends. Spreadsheets are your friends. Yeah. Learn what you can write off. Learn because it's crazy. get a good accountant. Get a good, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Get a good accountant. Yep. Um, and look into maybe maybe you should be a sole proprietor or not. Yeah. Because you, you can write off mileage. You can. Yeah. You can write off equipment. You know, you can write off all kinds of different things. And uh, we're not we're not financial experts here. No, we're but, not. But look into it. It's a business. Treat it like a business. You are a business. That's yep. exactly right. You're you are you are like you're saying you're selling yourself. Yep. You are saying I have these skills and this product for this amount of money, and you got to realize because a lot of people don't realize that they are themselves a business. Right. And that is a big. You're, you're a contractor. You're a con yep. exactly yep. You're effectively a contractor, mm -hmm. and so you got to treat yourself like a contractor because if you don't. You're gonna spend a lot more money, yep. and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna. It's, it's not gonna be. It's not a smart idea financially. <laughs> hey, watch couple. Type in uh, how do taxes work, and watch the first three videos that pop up on YouTube. Right, and you, exactly. And you, you know, you'll at least have a basic understanding of how it all works. And I, I'd argue to, for anybody who uh, doesn't know a lick about taxes uh, to do that as well. Just search up how do taxes work because mm -hmm. you can get. You can get a lot of a lot of good things out out of your taxes. Right. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of juice to be squeezed there. There is a lot of juice to be squeezed if you yep. know what you're doing. Absolutely. But yeah, what else I have on this? Uh, I have a mixer that everything runs into, and I have the looper pedal, and then I have two uh, volume. Uh, what do they call it? Volume. Volume pedals, but uh, expression pedals. Expression. So I can I can raise and lower the volume if I need to. If I'm trying to do a lead part and I want to bring it up, pop it out above the rhythm side. And then I have the the other expression pedal that I use for any kind of weird effects, so maybe like a delay or an echo, or so I can peel that effect in and out of the guitar. Do you want to, uh, as we end off here, do you want to do you want to jam out a little bit? Uh, yeah, we can for a minute. Um, let me think of what we can do here. Um, you're putting me on the spot here, Corey. But <laughs> I'm used to being put. Okay. I'm yeah, used to do, being put on the spot. We do it live here, folks. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Give me one second. So if you want to check out Jason, he has his Facebook page, Jason Cars Music. Uh, that link is also is in the description. He's playing tonight at Snitz Creek over, um, I forget where that's at. Where's that at? It's in Anvil, uh, right by Indian Town Gap. It used to be Funk's Restaurant. And then January 28th, he's also going to be performing at the casino. Uh, at the York Hollywood Casino from 8 to 11 on January 28th, Saturday, January 28th. So be sure to go check all of that out as well. And if you want to check out all of the stuff we got going on, we have our website, the uh, CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. We're going to listen to some uh, of this jam out. Oh, uh, let's see. What kind of song you want here, Corey? Let's do, let's, how about a, how about a funk one? 
Something funk. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know if that's funk, but close enough. Close enough. That's looping right there. Yep. So that's just me playing over playing over two chords. did that for ages oh yeah i love it i'm obsessed with it it's a very healthy addiction <laughs> and then you can talk over that too that's that's really impressive as oh, well. yeah. that's, that's awesome that's oh. reps that's all that is is reps so that's all it is folks I could do that for days. That's that sounds like dude. You must have like rock hard calluses on your. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like concrete. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know uh, how to play guitar, you are going to bleed. Yes. Your fingers are. I've already been in the middle of a show and went to bend a note, and the whole top of my finger peels right off. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, there's blood all over the guitar by the end of the night. But it's uh, fun. It's rock star stuff. You know what I mean? Right. What What is that song? Uh, played until my fingers bled. Um, oh, what is Oh, that it's song? uh, Mellencamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Played it to him. No, no, it's not. It's uh, Summer 69. Summer 69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Adams. Brian, yeah. Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think it's so. so true. You play it to your yep. fingers bleed because your fingers are going to bleed. Uh, so that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize that mu playing music sometimes is painful. Yeah, it is. But 20 minutes a day, 20, 20 minutes, minutes a, day a day is all it is. And, and and they will build up. At some point, you don't even feel it anymore. And uh, as well, uh, this is this is another shout out. If you have like, uh, if you have trouble doing that, there is the Musicians Practice Club. A guy, I don't know if you know about that at all. Um, it's a guy here, local local Lancaster. Uh, he he creates these gloves that help, you know, once you have your calluses break or your fingers bleed or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you can't feel your fingers anymore. You can put on this glove and it'll protect your fingers for longer so you can practice for longer. Okay. And it also helps with arthritis and sweaty hands. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I play really hard. I beat the snot out of my guitar, so my hands take an absolute slaughtering. Yeah. <laughs> some and some nights I'll play for three hours straight without taking a break. And it's and that's yeah, a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Musicians Practice Glove, I think it's .com. Uh, you can buy it. You can buy the glove. Uh, this is a, a throwback, way way before. But I'm I use it all the time. That's and great. You can get it. You know, skin color. You know, in black, and uh, it's really it's really nice for me because I don't have calluses whatsoever. But I right. want to learn how to play guitar, and you can only, especially when you're starting out, you can only play guitar so long before you have no fingers. Absolutely, anymore. absolutely, yeah. And you got to build up those muscles too, because those muscles can cramp and they can do all kinds of stuff. So absolutely, yeah. So can't shout out. Uh, that guy enough. Um, with all that said, people can find you tonight. People can find you on your Facebook page. Yep, tonight's Snitz Creek, uh, seven to ten o'clock. 
in the basement. Uh, it's a nice brewery out there. They got some great brews if you guys want to come out and have some dinner, listen to some music. And then, uh, yeah, January 28th is the big show that I'm pushing uh, out at York Hollywood Casino. That's going to be a really rocking night. And if you guys want to check us out, uh, tomorrow we have on our first ever music therapist. So I, That's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Trying to figure out how how people use music to get past trauma or help with their motor skills or help children, you know, do do incredible things it with works. disabilities. It, it works. I want to figure out how it works, and we're going to figure that out tomorrow at 2.30 2 p.m. with uh, Kate Damiano. And then, obviously, Sunday we have the members of Snarky Pop Puppy. That's Bob Lanzetti, Kaida Ogawa, and Zach Brock. I'm really excited for that. And next week, we also have John Carricks. He is another radio host who's been doing this for years. He uh, has worked on several movies. He, he's an incredible fellow with a lot to say. And then that Saturday, we have I'll be over at the Row Bison interviewing and talking with uh, For the River. And that's going to be a lot of fun on January 21st. So please do check out the Row Bison. I think they have also something going on today. So hop over there after this and check it out. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Corey, I just want to thank you for bringing oh, me on. And I just want to say, I'm sorry, but you're doing a great thing. This is a great thing you got going for the for the local artist community. And uh, I, I wish you the best, brother, in any way that I can help you. Please please let me know. And anybody that's watching from my page right now, uh, please make sure you go and like the stories page. And I'll put his link in my in my comments for you. And keep rocking, brother. Absolutely. And if you're a local musician who wants to get their music out, please be sure to hit me up. I've, I haven't had to say no to anybody. That's I awesome. I don't want to say no to anybody. That's great. Either. So be sure to reach out to us, and we'll we'll work something out. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye, everybody. We'll see you guys later. Bye.